How you been, man? Bro, I've... I'm good, man. I, I, it's strange. I hate I hate when I'm good. It, does that make sense? The fact that I'm okay uh, raises a problem in my mental saying, wow. how long will this last? And is this truly your good or am I missing something? I, you know, I ain't going to jinx you. I'm not going to do it for you. Usually when shit going that well, something with your car. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm taking my car in this weekend, too. So it's like it's not even that. Well, we gonna find know, out. Man. They seem to find shit sometimes when you take your car. I take my car in every four months. I, I, I I'm one of those good people that I, I ain't never, I ain't never worried about what the song is. I'm, I usually do what I gotta do. But how you been, man? I've been all right, man. I can't complain. Um, been a little busy, um, especially this week. But get a little bit of a reprieve going into the weekend. Uh, we get, of course, you know, Martin Luther King Day. You know, that holiday they gave us because the uh, state shot him in the face. Um, oh, snap. I got that day off. Yeah. So we get that. Um, and then it's my anniversary coming up. Hey. Hey. With the wife. Hey. A great two years. Um, so I took those days off, too, because, yep, I can't. I got them. I, I got a bunch of days. imagine. It's ridiculous. You said two years. My my dog turns two in February first, and I'm like, I can't imagine that. Like, can't imagine even being with somebody for two years. Like, my ever, dog turned ever, two ever. in November. That that old ass dog. Now he's sitting there right now. He's looking sad. He looking like he paid bills, but he don't pay Nathan. He don't pay no bills. That nigga sleep good. Yeah, but he pay um, all the bills. Hey man, but man. I, I, man, I ain't even gonna bullshit, bro. I I, I wanted to, cause I even if you have, didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, the video. I, 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 I watched some of it. I watched some of it. Uh, I feel like it, it. Let me say something about him. I've never vastly disagreed with anything he said because you sent me another video of him talking before. I think my main disagreements come. Uh, now, it's not even a disagreement per se. It's more of a when he dissects what an external party says. Like He's like, this is what I think they're meaning by that. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can see that, but I also see this vastly left turn that you kind of like didn't address at all. And I'm like, maybe it's because of the video with the way you're trying to construct your video. And we're talking about a video about um, how how would you describe the video that you saw? Yeah, I was about to say, let me see that. I got to say, I got to frame it. So again, we was looking at a. Uh, so it ties back to the conversation we was having last week about AB, um, and, and the other thing that you sent me about text messages that I, I saw the day that news dropped and. We'll get a chance to talk about that. But the the video from uh, Fid, uh, one of the first uh, guys that YouTube personalities that we talked about, uh, video essays, uh, this one was about commodify, the commodification of the Black African. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that video is dope, again, I just thought of this topic thinking that maybe you didn't get a chance to watch it. But since you did, we'll be able to talk a little bit about what he spoke on um, as well. Um, I didn't finish the whole thing, but I, I I was able to look at it for sure. Yeah, but, but but it's interesting because, you know, I would think that we could be considered, you know, Division Three's football. I, it's, it's football. We play collegiate football, damn it. Uh, but we will be cons- considered in the group of folks that he was talking about, right? Um, talking yeah. about the commodification of the black athlete. And we were, of course, college athletes. And I think even more... Uh, <laughs> um, in a shady situation because they ain't even pay us. We played for free. <laughs> we played for free. We took real, real classes and courses, and um, yeah, just yeah, we, we got we got Her, the shittiest. And earned my degree because I watched, skills. I watched many folks not make. It. I watched. Was it was it Joe class? There was a group of guys they had got from um South or, or West Texas. Yeah, and all them you boys. Know, that was my except Deontay and Juan. And one, yes, that was y'all class. <laughs> that was my class, yeah. And y'all brought, some, they brought some athletes in, bro. We, we came in about close to forty strong. After the first semester, there was only about twenty ish of us left. After after the first year, there's only about twenty ish people left on the football team. Ain't that something? We, my freshman year, we had seventy plus people on the football team, and the next season we had about twenty seven. <laughs> the thing is, man, because we had a bunch of folks too, and then. I think my sophomore year was the year that we got hit with all the injuries, bro, and we ain't winning game. And that's the year they recruited on y'all. They recruited y'all off that season. 
Um, let's see. Them coming to you with that should have told you, well, I know what they came to y'all with. And just tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> We're rebuilding, and you have an opportunity to play immediately. Nah, I, I, I don't remember the rebuilding thing. Um, all I cared about was playing. I was like, they hit you with the care. plan part, though, didn't nah, they? Yeah, well, they're like, you could earn a spot. And, and I'm not a, a above competition. I, I love to compete. So my whole thing is, it don't matter what level of football you're playing, talent always shows. So as long as I'm able to get on the field, I could ball out because I know what I could do. The Look problem was I couldn't get on the field. Say, it's hard as fuck to get on the field when there are six other niggas at your position, which they probably didn't Nah, you. it wasn't six. It was nine. They recruited nine running backs. They recruited nine. And they tried, to, they tried to make seven of them flip to defense because they ain't had no defensive players. I'm like, I see I see the strategy here. I ain't going. I mean, AJ made a good transition. He was a pretty good linebacker. When did AJ play linebacker? Compared to what? My uh my junior, right, when I went down, um, because I had concussions because you know But did he play in the game at linebacker? I don't remember. I was just trying to get back out there. I wasn't worrying about none of that shit. AJ left because they wouldn't let him play running back. That was wild, man. They had too many of y'all. No, I'm talking about after yo. No, he was no he 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 practiced with us. He was there for a little bit. I'm talking about after your class left, after you graduated, like when you went off to England. There was only two running backs on the team, and AJ get they ain't let AJ in. That let me know everything I need to know. They had the to, to, to be fair, they had the fucking uh, no that man no, got the no. record, right? That man got no. the record in the conference. Because, because he was given the record. He was given the record. But I will say this because I would never Bill, down listen. I'm not listen, gonna lie to you, bro. I listen, love you. That's why I like hate. Bro, you can you can me, give a motherfucker finish, 30 let me plus finish carry my sentence. And they not let me, produce. Let me finish my sentence. I will say this. I can never talk bad about Mason. I can never. A lot of people don't know this. Me and Mason talked. Like, he'll come up to me like, bro, bro, I don't understand why they're not giving you carries. Like, he will, I would give him advice. Like, he'll ask me better ways to catch the ball because, you know, he had stone hands when we first started. Like, he will come to me. And Mason was the coolest if they dude ever. The damn ball. Bro, and, bro, and I remember one day in practice, right? I, it's the second team going up. And he comes up to me. He was like, go in. I was like, bro, I ain't trying to get yelled at. I ain't doing this shit today. He he called the coach, put Bell in, and they listened. And I, I guarantee you he was behind the scenes fighting for me to play. I believe it. I believe it because I see his character. I yeah, I believe I, that too because that's type, that's type of man he was. That's, exactly. So, that's, a, that's, so he, that's one of my brothers. I can never talk bad about him, but I'm just saying I've never seen a program that only let one person carry the ball. Oh yeah, and and, and you we, know the worst had, thing is, I don't stable. think he he never I don't think he cared about the record as much. He wanted to win. He didn't care about his stats. He wanted to win, and and as much as I was angry every time we lost, he had to lose for four years. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he had to lose for four years, and he was one of the smartest people, if not the smartest person on the team. Listen, I I, I hear y'all was losing football games. I'm gonna tell you. This. You ain't never went defeated. <laughs> until you ain't won. And I done been on some bad football teams, bro. I ain't. It wasn't until my. And I remember looking around sophomore year like, damn, bro. This is like, we were bad my freshman year, but we weren't awful because we had Derek. But in my heart of hearts, I feel like if we didn't have Derek Carrier, shout out my boy still in this final season, on, final season with the Raiders, he's going to retire after this year. Right, I've been right. in the league for a whole. That was the selling years. point. That's how they got me there. They they used his name. <laughs> oh yeah, he went to. The However, what they I hope they told you is that Derek. Oh, you've seen him. Derek was six four and ran a four five forty, and could catch pretty well. <laughs> well, we played two different positions. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, that if he wasn't on the team, bro. I, Think we would have defeated freshman year? No, no. Him and uh, nah. Let me stop. Let me call. Even, you're about to say Matt nah, call. Let me not even put that bullshit out because we still had Terrence. We still had uh, Vince at corner, bro. You talking about a good DB, bro? We had Kenny at corner. Yeah, nah. We would still. We would. We would want a couple games. We ain't gonna play. We would. We would have been all right. All right. <laughs> we we should have won more games probably. Now that I think about the talent that was on that team that graduated or. Couldn't return to the grade. 
Uh, but even then, dude, so so you talk about Mason, um, and I know we, was, we the video was about the commodification of the black body. Yeah, we yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. We're we going to get to how the different ways that they recruit us, because I want to talk about, you know, what the, the pitch, if you remember the pitch they showed you and, and, and all that shit. Uh, but when my freshman year, of course, we had Derek, right? Again, Derek is the number one receiver. Good as hell. However, we also had my homeboy, Tristan, uh, receiver from Georgia. Tristan was about 6'2". However, Tristan was about 215, 220, solid. Put him on the line. Locked in. Because his hands, bro, his hands was like two of my hands. Bro, and anything in his catch radius, he's snatching. However, we had Derek. So just like Mason, it didn't matter. That we had other people that could do the same <laughs> pretty well, and would actually getting them the ball would take pressure to the team off yeah. of this dude. Um, so that's in triple coverage. I watched Derek tell him. I watched Derek catch a ball over the DB, bro. The DB jumped on his back because, of course, he's triple cover. <laughs> he grabs the DB and throws him off of his back. And walks in the end zone. He walked off the side, like walks to the side. I say, bro, why are you playing with us? Why are you here? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Like this isn't even fair. Like if I was this good at football, I would, actually, if I was bigger, I wouldn't be here. But because um, I came to y'all at 160 pounds, talking about something, I played linebacker. Yeah, you came at 160, bro. I was 160 pounds. I ain't know that. Um, no, because by the time you y'all got there. Me and Joel did the Patrick Willis workout that summer. I was up to 190, boy. Solid. Um, I came in at 235. Remember the way his freshman was 235. So tell me about um, how they recruited you. Because the video that that Phil was talking about was mostly all (laughs) Division I, right? And they was talking about shit like niggas getting money for playing under the table and boosters doing this, that. He was... Two very dope movies he mentioned. If y'all ain't seen them, uh, Blue Chips and the program. The program is an amazing movie about how football used to be um, in college. Um, and now they don't got to hide it no more because of the NIL. Uh, but Division Three ain't, ain't, ain't like that. They, they couldn't promise me um, <laughs> a car or my mama house or anything. They couldn't They couldn't promise me shit. <laughs> so, so how did they recruit you? So, so... It's weird because I had other offers on the table, which, which, in retrospect, I had Aurora that wanted me to go there. <laughs> they were recruiting me heavy. I had Mama recruiting me heavy, but mind you, I'm first gen. First gen, I ain't got no daddy. Uh, you got a daddy? He just ain't there. No, uh, he, no. I, I said what I said. I ain't got a daddy. I wasn't fathered. So I ain't got no daddy. So we're gonna talk. Did, but, so but he did drop me off at future, Beloit. But that's a, that's a, a future episode. We're gonna talk about daddies. <laughs> yeah, we could we could we could break down the logistics of it. So so like football season's over. Boom! I have a chance to go to Florida Tech. They they uh starting a football team. Um, the week before the open tryouts, I just okay my shoulder again. Bump. Can't go to the open tryouts. <laughs> and I was I was I was a preferred preferred walk walk on for the tryout that started the first ever football team the following season. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't lift 250, couldn't lift 225 and rip it out. Couldn't. This will get my shoulder. So I'm thinking football's probably done for me, you know. I started sending my film out and whatnot. That's I getting hits from a shit ton of D2s, uh, some low-level D1AA's and stuff like that. But, you know, it's talks with the coaches and stuff like that. Signing day come around. Everybody signed, and I know there's still scholarships out there. Then I really start hearing from coaches, like, "Hey, we got, we still got scholarships." Yada 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 yada. Meanwhile, my mom's on my back. Hey, what we doing? What we doing? We you gonna you gonna Miami Dade? Uh, you gonna FIU like your sister? What we doing? I'm like, yo 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 yo, chill chill chill. Whatever you like doing, you ain't gonna be at Mama Couch University. Exactly. So I'm over here trying to figure my life out. And mama's on my back and on my neck. And I'm talking to a shit ton of D3s. Uh, a lot of D2s, a couple of Ju- Like, I'm, I'm just there. You know, I'm, I'm hovering. I'm hovering. I'm, I'm trying to play it out. But with my, with my mom, she put a timestamp on it. I remember me and her got in a huge argument um, before I even went to Beloit. 
uh, she was like, you need to hurry up and register for FIU and Miami Day so you can be at school in the summer or in the fall. I said, mom, I ain't going to school down here. She said, if you ain't going to school down here, then you can't live in this house. I said, I will leave because I already knew if I stayed home, my path was predetermined based on where I lived and the cycle of people I knew and the way I moved around at that time. Yeah, I man. knew what it was and and, it and people be, that know right. niggas that's know me that's watching this video right now, you know me. Y'all was there pulling licks with me. You know me. We was in the locker room throwing the dice. You know me. Exactly. I, could, I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay and I wasn't done playing ball. So um, I get an interest from the school in Kentucky, uh, KCU, uh, NAIA school. They hit me up, yada, yada. And I was also talking to uh, this, this Wingate in uh, North Carolina, really, really good school. They're still ranked in like football for D2. Um, so I'm, I'm over here talking, talking. And I've been talking to Beloit, the coach, coach Wilson messaged me and shit like that. I'm like, whatever. And he like, like, if you're really interested, this is a recruiting day, we'll fly you out. Da, da, da. I'm like, something I could show my mom to get off my back. Like, I'm not, because everything else I could, I was telling her she couldn't see. And my mom Haitian, she didn't have the opportunity to go to college. That wasn't, that wasn't an option for her. So, you know, she wanted better for her kids. But in her wanting better was actually stressing me the hell out because if I actually took the time, like now I'm not gonna make a decision after I graduate, I'm waiting the whole summer out and really plan my options. And before August, I don't know where I'm going. That would I probably wouldn't have ended up at Beloit. So I go on the visit to Beloit. Uh, I go on the visit to Beloit. I liked it. I, I didn't. I didn't really care for the cold, but I'm like it's cold or whatever. But I liked it. I liked the class sizes. I didn't really care as much as the football team because me, I'm like. Where I'm from, we compete. Like, I ain't worried about who there, who y'all got. I remember I met y'all. Little did you know, we didn't do that either. <laughs> we took our beatings and we went home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that I wasn't used to. I remember y'all taught me how to play space. I'm like, these niggas here, they cool. There's actually black people here. There's a Haitian here. Um, shit was vibing. There's a few of us. We, 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 and the ones that was there, we was vibing, bro. Yeah, we, we played. I met Tone and stuff, and he was a freshman that year and stuff like that. So I'm like, we, we got a couple people in uh. The classes was was dope. Like class sizes, I, I went to two separate classes and I actually vibed with it. So, so I, I don't. I'm gonna let you finish, but yeah. you bring up somebody again. We mentioned, in, I think I, I realized what Beloit's football team problem was because Tone was somebody else who was athletically gifted, and that coaching staff put a ceiling on that boy mm-hmm. um, by not letting him develop. By because he was the better athlete than everybody, it was like, hey, fuck it. Put him out there. Yeah, uh, they didn't coach him. They're like, you're already better than everybody we have on our team. We're not going to coach you to get better. We're just going to hope you could keep a top on this defense that's already broken. And I'm like, that's not how shit should work. Yeah, so and, and, and you're not developing anybody else. You, you, you're you breaking Tyler every week. Just, his spirit is just... Because yeah. y'all wasn't there freshman year. Bro, I got to say this. Tyler's my boy. I, I clown Tyler, but I clown Tyler to his face. He knew what I was saying to his face. Because hey. at the end of the day, you my guy. You rode with me. But God damn. Freshman God. year, bro. <laughs> Brandon let bro. Like, by the time we got juniors and he finally made him a captain, bro, that was a shell of a man. He had, he had to. And Brandon did that to folks. Like, he did it in white boys. Let me stop. Um, them white DBs, bro. He Because I remember he talked to Bobby ass any kind of way. He used to talk to uh, Floyd any kind of way. And it was interesting because when he was talking to us, it, it was like he was walking on eggshells. Like it was like he was trying to not he say was. something. He was. Say the, the wrong thing, not say the wrong thing. Like the N word, but that's a different story. But, I, I, um, I don't know if the man said the N word. I just, I, I just feel like he was trying not to offend folks. And when white folks do that, dude, it's more awkward. Yeah, that you're not, and that's how it felt that day I walked off the field. But but we're not there yet. So actually, it was we just we just prom. talking about recruiting. So we ain't even. Yeah, we're it. talking about recruiting. Day after prom, I visited below whatever spot. I actually spent an extra day there because I was late the, the first day. So they actually called my mom. Can he stay here? So once everybody left, I was there another day. So I had one day when I was just walking around campus by myself. It was just me. So I spent in total three days at Beloit. Finally got back to school whatever funny thing i get back 
the next day, so that Friday, I commit to to the school in Kentucky. <laughs> I commit to the school right. in Kentucky. Like I like Beloit and everything, but the money wasn't right. The money wasn't right. And then they told me I could redo the thing, but I redid the thing. But I was like, until then, I got I gotta have something. True. I gotta have something. So I committed to that school in Kentucky, and they were ta- talking to my mom, and the money was way better over there. But then they're like, hey, these ACTs, he might have to go take again. And I looked at my mom. I ain't taking no fucking test again. I took two get? ACTs, two SATs. I had an 18, 19 or something like that in the ACT. I'm like, yo, I ain't no test taker. But also, I didn't care about the test. Well, I got to care about the test if I have a 3.5, 3.6 GPA. I worked hard for four years, so these tests don't fucking matter where I go. That's what I thought I did. You went at the wrong time because now it wouldn't yeah. matter. I will now everything I, test optional. I'll be on a Harvard waitlist. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be on a Harvard waitlist right now. They're like, hold test on. Optional. Now nah, you ain't got to test any shit. However, that would have still been fine for me because I had a high GPA. So either way, yes. y'all niggas let me in this motherfucker. Yeah. So so I'm like, man, I'm not taking this test again. But it was so weird. After I committed to the school, I committed to they stopped talking. And 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 listen, listen, like I stopped getting texts back and stuff like that. They're like, oh, check. We got them. And then they just went on their way. And I was like, it just felt weird. And that's how Beloit gets you. Because Beloit going to call your ass up till you get there. You, because I remember, so one of my uh, friend's dad, uh, my friend went D1, his dad played in the NFL. And he was helping me out. You know, he was guiding me and stuff on what the right decision. He's like, you're like, it's like you're dating 20 girls right now. All of them like you, but you only can love marry one. Mm -hmm. He, He said, Marry the one that likes you the most. And listen. And then when I told him, he was like, he was like, you're, and I told the Lord I committed to another school and they still was still checking on party. me, mm-hmm. calling me and stuff like that. And I'm like, out of everybody right now, that cost wise, and I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm broke. I'm, I ain't had no money. I know, I know my mom. So throughout my life, I made a lot of my own decisions based on the financial decisions I knew my family was in. Like my mom, when she listens to this, she 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 would have done a lot of things for me. She would have made it happen like a mama would. But I never told her because I didn't want my mom to have to mm-hmm. connect to 10 hours. She would have put her put herself out. I understood. And my brother is the same way. Like my brother, like stuff will be going on. I'm like, yo, why ain't you asking nobody for money? He's like, I know we ain't got it. So why would I even do this? I'm like, bro, I'm your brother. I could get you. You ain't gotta ask mom. I'm here. I got bread now. You feel me? But um, I was the same way back in high school. Like, if I could, if I was in hustling for bread at the school and, and making money some other way, I wasn't asking my mom for nothing. I didn't ask my mom for lunch money. I went to a private school, no free lunch. The average lunch was about seven to eight dollars a day, not including breakfast. Free lunch saved me. I'm I free lunch. I ate saved. food every day. Hey, shout out to public school going on. <laughs> shout out. I, I ate food. <laughs> this guy. Free I lunch. ate food every day. But that's also because of my relationships. The lunch ladies knew me. People knew me. And people had me. They're like, yo, go ahead. Okay, so but like, I, to keep us on track, so you you get, you you recruit, you can recruit to Kentucky, right? Yeah. They stop talking to you. And Beloit still make you feel like the prettiest girl at the ball. So when do you say yes? Yeah, and, and, and then the, the new numbers came in. Ah. The new numbers came in. Uh, I think they had Derek call me. Um... They had Derek call everybody that would listen. <laughs> everybody. Um, and I was like, why not? The worst thing I could do is, is is waste three months of my life. That's the worst at the time I thought. So I'm like, you yeah, was there for five years. Four and a half, but yeah, I lived in that town for five years. <laughs> so kind of similar, except my numbers came out right the first time. <laughs> my numbers can't because I was I I had been applying early because so in my rural ass town uh they do this thing uh where they segregate based on academic. Um so me and my friends were tracked early. Um so I ended up the first time we took our ACTs, I took my ACT sophomore year. And I ain't for the flex, but small flex. First out the gate, sophomore year, got a 22. That's why you got a big head. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew then, I was like, oh, wherever the hell I want to go. I just got to do this a little bit better two more times. And again, 
pre reduced lunch. Um, and why y'all should go to public school. If you're listening to this, for some reason you're um, and you go to a public school and you're on free reduced lunch, you, I don't know if the, the laws have changed. I hope the laws have not changed, but we got they two free waivers for the ACT. So two times the school would pay for it. Then my mentor paid for all of us to take it. So I got to take the ACT three times free. Didn't pay for that nine times. Now that sounds beautiful, but I hate tests. Which is awkward, and that's because f- I'm good at tests when I want to take a test. Like you ain't want to take that test. That so no. that test is money. No, you see, about but as a high money. school student, I don't understand that. And somebody should have been in your life. I went to college preparatory school, and was they breaking was, it down like the test no, was money? I was, always, or was they saying that was going to so, get you into oh, a school? So, let me break it down a little further. So most of my high school career, I had a really, really, really good football coach. Like he got everybody a scholarship. Spring football my of my junior junior going into my senior year, he left and went D1 to LSU. Not about right. And then uh so we got a new we got the somebody else took the ranks. And yeah, I, I, I was no, I was meeting with Bama. Like if people got my social media, saw me post my picture with Nick Saban. I was talking to Bama, I was talking to a shit ton of D1 schools. When he left, everything left. Mm-hmm. Going into my senior year. The, haven't committed to anything. Listen, yet. the coach, the people, yes. really, and that's something that the, the video didn't talk about, but anybody think talking about recruiting, the people talk about the team, and yet a team matters. I want to let you know now, if you can play ball, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. However, if your coach ain't got no juice, it's going to make it a little bit harder to find. Uh, so my sophomore year of high school, we had a coach that had came up from Miami. He had coached at um, Glade Central. Um and damn Miami Central, Miami Central and Glades Day, probably. Yeah, and it was Glades Central. I already know what you're talking about. It was it's it's another it's another school that's really really good at football. Um, North we got Northwest everything down Miami, not Northwestern. Um, Mm -hmm. Carroll City. Oh, Carroll City. Yep, he goes down in down the street from my high school. Down the street from my. So we got him. He was an older black guy, dude. And this brother was plugged in. Like he had uh, one spring. Uh, one spring he had Iowa come down, check out some of our linemen and our running back. Like he was plugged in. The team had a three point five GPA because a full practice every day. It was our study hall. And you had to be there. Your ass was running. Like, but then they fired this brother because. He also believed that to be the best, you got to play the best. We have the best, <laughs> really, especially because he wanted grades. Um, so <coughs> that and they couldn't really tell his brother what to do and how to run his program. Yeah. And again, rural school. Principal was a white man. Be all redneck. He wasn't having it. He wasn't having that brother sit there and not listen to him. Uh, so they fired him. And while I love the guy that they got. Before he was Avon Park alumni, love Bonjo. Like he may not ever hear this, but if you do, I love you, man. Great man. <laughs> Very interesting leader. I'll say that. Um, mm. Because Bonjo was so nice of a man. Um, sometimes he didn't make decisions that needed to be made, you know, to secure his job. And, and they, they knew that the principal come in and say, yo, this is what we're doing tonight. Wasn't gonna say no. I don't want to do that. Uh, as this brother was gonna do, guaranteed. This brother probably would have said, "I ain't gonna do that." Told the principal to go fuck off, and then lit his cigar in the locker room. This brother loved his cigar. Uh, but of course, with that, like you said, the leaving of this man, we lost the juice. Yes. So yeah. what? Nobody coming to see us, really? I mean, even we still if- had school coming. See, I went to a popular enough school that we yeah. still had schools coming. So we was we also went, got terrible at the same time. Like so, mm. it, it it coincided with us being bad. So no one wanted to come see a bad small school. Yeah, we're stagnant. Uh, we're always a five hundred team at least. I never had, like I said, I never had a losing season a day in my life until I got to college. So I don't even know what that felt like. Like I have. I have homies. I graduated my football class that's in the NFL right now that I watched them play on Sunday. So we had talent. That was never the problem. But whoa, with whoa, this whoa, coach, whoa. also don't 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 get me wrong. I didn't say we didn't have talent. No, we no, had no. talent. We just 
again, it was just like below the end of we weren't good as a unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but for us with this coach, nobody on the team ever had concerns about going to school. I never worried about going to school. I never even put much thought into it. Going that, into my senior year, you that know shit why? Sounds so foreign to me. I went to college prep school. I had good grades. It, it got to a point, bro. I remember after uh, my sophomore year spring game, I'm meeting some coaches that I used to see on TV. You know, I'm horrible with names, but people that I see on TV coaching the Big Ten, Pac-12, they coming to talk to me. Coach pulling me aside. Hey, this is our next one up, yada, yada. And, then, and he's like, you ain't even got to worry about the grades because my grades was good. It got to a point, uh, we we have Ivy Leagues pull up all the time to our school. And I mean, Ivy Leagues won't let ACT though. Yeah, I'm getting pulled, but I'm getting pulled off for for, and they telling me, hey, this your GPA? If that's your GPA enough, we'll get you in. If you if you holding this GPA, we'll get you. Like like these are conversations I've had with coaches. And then when he left, they would have told me all of it went. All of them. I needed a thirty. Princeton's coach told me I needed a thirty-two. I said, no, I can't do it for you, but but I also ran a four-five. I was six feet and I was two twenty. Two two fifteen two twenty as my senior year at running back. So so I'm 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 I mean I'm a big dude. I, like I had sexy stats too. I mean I wasn't but one hundred sixty pounds, but got them in, in them books. I had a four six. Man, we talking and, about the books and, and, and back, a twenty eight. But back to that the video. So I, I was I right. those physical. I passed the eye test off rip. You see me. I remember uh yesterday somebody asked today somebody asked me if I played football. Then you like, showed up to Beloit pregnant. <laughs> No, I didn't. Had the audacity no, to show up to blow. No, I did No, I did it, bro. You nigga, ain't nigga walked up say, I, I still had a six pack. My friend say year. I play running back. I know you don't, bro. You full no, of you shit. Don't. I will pull my no, freshman you, photo bro, right now. Bro, that's why we tried to put you on the line. I still had a six we pack. like you, bro. You no, y'all trying to put me on line. You got nothing but JT on the defensive line, bro. I had JT. No, blonde. I promise you, if we pull, if we pull anybody right now. Nobody is going to tell you, and we were the ones that wanted you to play, so we would know that no one wanted you to play D line because we were short guys. No one gave a damn about that. Yeah, definitely. We believed your thick ass would plug a hole. We really did. From from the hips down, I'm a different person. I I, I wish you saw that. I'm a different person. See, now we talking. You would have been like, like, bro, Aaron Donald, bro. You would anybody that know what I look like. You know that I was squatting 500 plus in high school, and my I got some big legs. Would have killed shit. I probably would have been like an Aaron Donald type. You're right, but if I wanted to play D line, I would have went D one because I still could have played went D one if I played D line. Yeah, you would have helped. You would have helped. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm playing nose guard for a, a defeated team. You hey, got me fucked up. I feel like they won a couple games there. Yeah, I don't remember because y'all won one. I was I was concussed, so you I was don't out. Remember. But they won one game, I believe that uh-huh. year. One game. But 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 regardless. So get the senior year. Speaking of my in my injury history, um, fucking tearing up uh, stats. And then I fucking got a bruise in um, one of our district games uh, in my thigh. Really? And oh, that's worse. I was trying to, I still played on it. And it got to the point where the the, the blood vessels had calcified. Um, so I couldn't bend my, my thigh. So I'm out um, for like four weeks. Um, and this senior year, so I'm thinking I'm out four weeks. So there's no football uh, <laughs> after this, right? There's no way. Um, however, again, because of grades um, and having just enough film, me and come my homeboys played an all star game, um, and got enough film to kind of send off some places. Um, and again, this is why I love I love Bonjo. I love my coach. Um, put some stuff together, and again, he didn't he he didn't have the juice to get us D one. However, he got us in rooms where he did have juice. Um, so. One day I decided I didn't want to go to school. Um, so me and my homeboys at McDonald's eating. Um, and McDonald's, uh, not McDonald's, <laughs> Beloit calls. I get a phone call from nobody I've never seen before. Um, and they called me too randomly one day. You're right. And I'm like, who? I'm like, hello. Um, and I think it was, um, you didn't get to meet him. He was only there my freshman year. Uh, but uh, the offensive coordinator at the time, he called and he was like, yeah, I'm from uh, Beloit College. Um, and we saw your film. Your coach is here uh, at this expo. Um, 
and he says you be coming up tomorrow. We want to make, we want to speak to you. And I'm sitting here at McDonald's like, who the fuck got my number playing on my phone, bro? I thought the same. Thing. <laughs> who playing on my phone? Because one, I've never heard of this school before in my life. Uh, but sure, I, I, I'll come talk to y'all. So we go to the school the next day. We have pile in the van. It's like eight of us. Um, walking to this high school, and it's all D three school. Um, D three. A couple of D twos, yeah, yeah a couple of D twos, yeah. um, and our coach had went up the day before, had our film, and he kind of shopped it around. So he gave us everybody had a list of schools. These schools all said they seen your film, they want to talk to you. So I'm talking to some schools, um, talking to some D two schools, but everybody wanted me to play corner. I play linebacker. I'm like, and you're you're like, I'm here to tackle. I I'm can't like, cover. <laughs> that's that's too big of a of a leap um, for me. Uh, so, but because of the size, yeah. I, I, but I like I'm telling you, like I, I can tackle. Like that's what I do. I don't I don't cover. Um, like that film <laughs> didn't show you any cover. Like there was no cover, any of that. Uh, because that's not what I did. Um, but I go to Norbert. I go to St. Norbert. Uh, for those who didn't go to the D three schools in the Midwest, that was our big rival. Um, and I remember sitting down, and the coach has his, has my folder. He sits down. He's like, who else are you talking to today? I say, you know, I named some schools. Say Beloit. Um, Hanover, um, and some other D2 schools, some other D3 schools. He goes, mm, okay. Do you want to play in, uh, in Ireland? I said, yeah. You know, that that does sound dope. Okay. <laughs> he said, well, we play in Ireland next year. First game of the season. And then he also right. wrote, the, he wrote their record down. And he said, since I've been coached, this is our record. It was like 130-something and like 15. I believe it. <laughs> um, And he was like, so you can come and do this if you want. Um, and he was like, well, you can go talk to Beloit. Um, and we'll kick y'all ass for four years. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was recruit tech. That was, that's, that's where we will kick y'all We're ass. We're better four than years. you. Yeah. And I want everybody listening to this to know that they made good on that promise. Four years of getting my ass kicked twice up in Green Bay and twice down in Beloit. Um, for those who don't know, St. Norbert may be a D3 school, but I think the Packers practice at their school mm-hmm. uh, occasionally. Their stadium is real nice. So that's literally, um, hey, we need somebody that can play that's, that we ain't got to pay much. Hey, what's St. Norbert got down the street? Now, that- also mind you, so this is the speech that I get after when we got there. Of course, I went to Beloit first because this is the coach that literally hit my phone. So the point you was talking about, that other school not talking to you, and like this being out of the list of like 20 schools, this was the school that called me. This was the coach that felt like he had to get me on the phone before he saw me. Um, and I get there, their table's not even set up. There's nobody uh, fucking there. Hell I'm like, no. I'm like, man, who are these goof troops, bro? <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I thought this school was fake and it turned out to be fake. So after I make my rounds, I get back there and they're there and, um, our running back at the time was a kid from Tampa, um, and his dad played in the league. So it was a black dude, and that's who they had to talk to, his brother. His brother selling the school, talking about his son who, beast, beast, beast. Like, oh, my. I, there are people that run the ball just well. Like, they got good vision. You know, they, 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 they got a feel for the game. This brother ran angry. And every time he touched the ball, if you were unfortunate enough to try to hit him, he was going to fuck you up. And then he was going to get up smiling and, and giggling and laughing and go back to the huddle. It was it, the wildest thing. So I'm I'm kind of sold at this, on, on this alone. And then tell my, of course, talking to my parents about the school. Small world, right? My mom works with someone whose son oh. graduated from Boyd uh, and played football on the team that was good. He was on the team. Ah, was good. And okay, he played. Good. He okay. played at the rival high school. Played at our rival high school. So grew up. Got from Highlands County, from our little neighborhood or uh, community. Um, went to Beloit. Boom. That's one person. Girl that I was in the FFA with. Her brother played baseball for Beloit. Graduated from Beloit. So I know two people in my small ass county in Florida who went to Beloit and graduated, and they. Of course, Kyle talked to me about because he, you know, football a little. Now he's like, "Yes, please come play for the football team." 
But her brother talked to me, played baseball. Didn't wasn't he was able to talk to me from a non athlete, non sport that I played, right? So yeah, I played baseball, but these were the things that also kept me there. So that's why I went to Beloit. Um, that no, they told me I could play early and often, and they didn't want me to play corner. Uh, Brand had in his mind that I could play some kind of dime nickel hybrid, and then they found out still too much coverage. Hey. Yeah, too much. <laughs> You either drop me all the way out of the box and I play strong safety and I just come down occasionally. Hard. Hard. Or you, which they what they finally learned my junior year by the time y'all got there, put me back at linebacker. Yes, yeah. I'm small, but I've learned over the years that that means that I just can't get touched. And I've, got, I've gotten really good at not getting grabbed by line. Right? Because I know, as small as I am, if he grabbed me, he's going to fuck me up. So the <laughs> get to the ball and not let the fat man grab. <sighs> Pretty again, they had to give me my props before I got hurt, Junior. Like, oh, he really can play. Yes, I'm, I can do this. And I was thirty pounds heavy. <laughs> I did the That's thing they wanted me to do, which was gain the gain weight. weight. Yeah, <laughs> I gained yeah. the weight. Yeah, because you're small when I got there, but I can't even imagine you being one sixty. So, dang. but that's why I was still playing when when y'all was visiting. I was still playing strong safety. Yeah, I remember that two years with the safeties. And I had to get back. Boy, that workout. That was a lot of weight movement, bro, because I had never been that big. Bro. A lot of weight. But, That's some wild stuff right there. So, because we've uh, just rambling this episode. Just bro, this, 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 this is, I think we've had some good talks, bro. Yeah. And this, this is tied to some of our previous episodes. Because, like, for me, it was just, like, a lot of unknowing. But then it's, like, a series of unfortunate events. If my life was a book or a movie, it would be Lemony Snickers, a series of unfortunate fucking events. Because the shit that I tell people that has happened to me is unbelievable. They don't believe it. It's There's not, no way. It's not as unbelievable as... The, have you... Do you remember the plot of some of them damn books? If, if, if my life was a movie or a book, it'd be some shit that Tyler Perry up. Previously, previously, not the new shit that be wild for the sake of being wild. Tyler, Tyler Perry cannot touch my life story the way the way he producing shit right now. Nah, not I right now, use. like pre, like when it was on, he was on the chipping circuit. That was okay, okay. Uh, but I feel like we could, this is a part one of a, of a larger conversation, right? I think this is us talking about the recruiting, right? And I think after uh, the next conversation is how it worked when we got there. And I think we should probably bring in a guest of some sort and we can brainstorm after the show of who, who yeah. we bring in that we played with or who couple, a couple of people we can bring in that we played with um, to kind of give the perspective of once you're there, you know, what happens? Because again, I'll let, I think... I'll, I'll let it get one in. I'll let it get yeah, one in. Because I think that that's a very interesting thing that we did have in common with the D1 and D2 athletes is that when everyone gets there, you broke. They were broke like me. They were trying to figure out where they was going to eat at the commons clothes like me. <laughs> right? Which, if I was them, I'd be even more pissed off. But I think that's very interesting as I was already playing for free. Um, and the sad part is, to be honest, a lot of them had about the same chance to get to the league as me. So why are you sitting there broke and hungry and really killing your body uh, because we didn't practice that hard, bro. I think that's that's what made me gain weight that first semester because we the lack of practice. We, we stood around for three hours and didn't do no cardio. Mm-mm. I'm used to running balls to the walls for two and a half hours and running gassers at the end. Can't hit no. Now, see if you was there freshman year, you would have. Well, I say the first part of of, of the of the season, my freshman year, we we had running in the practice. We I remember, I remember it was ugly. Remember that one day it was like 90 degrees throughout the day during practice. We had scheduled water breaks, and I and I didn't drink during the water breaks. People looked at me crazy. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm from Florida, bro. Oh, it What's felt good. Out there? It was bro. like the sun beaming, but it ain't beaming. Yeah, because like, it ain't humid. They made us get in the shade for 10 minutes at a time. I'm like, yo, y'all white people tripping. But then that winter hit us, and we like, ooh, and they like, this bro, isn't I, even bad. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it, but, <laughs> but I got ready. I ordered everything off Amazon I needed. But um, I, I do agree with you. I feel like this is a good, like, meet the Browns moment because this will both talk about our experiences, how we got there, what happened when we got there, and what happened to – because we both didn't finish out our football careers at the university. What got us to the point of leaving? 
And then once we get to the point of what got us to the point of leaving, I want to loop this back into the video you sent me. I, I want to loop this loop this back into Antonio Brown. I feel like your your story for leaving would be more interesting than mine because again, mine mine wasn't because I was I hated the program. I was uh, I wasn't a fan of the program, but I love football too much. Quit. No, no, I, I was cheated. I I always tell people one thing is don't lie to me. Talk to me like a grown man and, and let me make the decision. But don't but see, lie to me. Don't, don't try to deceive me. Don't don't, don't try to manipulate shit. That's and, what I'm uh, saying. The that father was... that we talked about is going to show up in the next episode too because they try to use him against me. And that's in your story again. Your story is way more interesting. I <laughs> had health reasons. <laughs> I got two concussions within a month of each other, and decided uh, my brain. I wasn't trying to wake up in 20 years and kill my family and myself um, because I played a game revolving around the damn ball uh, for too many years of my life. Like, I, I wasn't I trying to do that. And the only reason I, I played somewhere else, <laughs> I mean, let me not even lie, they ruled out the red carpet for a nigga. They was like, yeah, you're I American, went, you bro, play I college went, football. I wish I went. <laughs> ruled out the red carpet, bro. I got everything for free. I took my, because you got to pay for everything. Over there. Uh, I, I took my jersey home. <laughs> But again, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about all that uh, next episode right now before we, you know, get cut off by Zoom. <laughs> we got to do the real spill for the week. Go ahead and take it over. What real spill do you have? For you? But, but I had mine a little earlier, but I kind of forgot it. But I'm going to go off the dome with this one, bro. Um, I just been happy. And uh, and I oh, it had to do with something with happiness. But I know I just been happy at uh, trying to figure out the happiness in itself, like in its core, it's like happiness is not about somebody else, it's about you first. And not you in a selfish way, but you in an internal way. I'm happy with me. I'm happy with me, like I went to the doctor yesterday, I got some great news, like I'm like, boom, I'm doing doing my thing, my numbers are looking right, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm happy with me. Uh, the external stuff just amplifies it. And uh, thinking of mental health is like, Everything comes from something else. Um, and the worst thing to do is to beat down on yourself. Like, I remember the days I used to beat down on myself and like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? And I would point at these things in life, like football at a point that was giving me such trouble and turmoil that that's the reason I'm not happy. But that wasn't the reason I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because I already made up in my mind and I had internal issues that football, when it was good, was helping feel. And when it was bad, was just amplifying. I was not happy with myself. So be happy with yourself first. Figure out what you need to be happy with you and let everything else amplify it. Fuck that. That's good. That's a trying to figure out how I'm going to follow that. Love you first. Um, the the real spell that I have, excuse me, for uh, for this week is kind of related to, to last week. So you don't stop stop the bullshit. Um, I want to add some perspective to this um, again, and it kind of goes to connect to what Belon was saying as well. Of love yourself, love folks in your life. Don't love folks to death. Not allow the people you love to continuously do things that is going that you know in your heart is going to be detrimental to them, right? So I know we talked about, and I know we're going to talk more about AB, but I was thinking about you know his his right to have those emotions. And you kept talking about his right to feel that way. We don't have the right to tell him how to react, and yeah. that being a hundred percent true, that's how he wants to react in that moment, right? We found out some stuff that you know doesn't absolve. The Bucks, yeah, right? He's, he's a lot of deal with his. It's, it's a lot of folks that are wrong regardless. in this situation, right? Yes. But again, if somebody in his life loves him, they need to tell him once he's done reacting that way that that was not right, and he yeah. shouldn't have done that. And we should do something else. And I think that's a hard thing to be for people, right? It's really hard to be that that again that friend that that family member that tells. That friend or family member that, yo, shit you're doing, it ain't cutting it. You better than this, do better, right? But again, when you love people, 
I think about James Baldwin's quote about America, right? He was like, people say that I hate America because I always criticize America, but I don't. I, I love this place. I love this place so much that I want it to be the best version of itself. And I think about that often and early when we just people relationships. We love people to death, right? We love people to the point where we let their bad habits and their incessant ability to make poor decisions. Yeah, that we love them. I just love them. I love you, so stop that shit. I love you. If you don't know how to stop that shit, let me sit with you and we can talk through how to stop that shit. Right? If I but love one you, more level. Yeah, go ahead. If I love you, I'll just sit down and listen to what the fuck is going on to make you do the shit that you're doing, but I know that what you're doing is not you, so let's talk through it. Right? So love folks in your life enough to recognize when they're not being the best versions of themselves, and then love, be courageous enough to step in and guide them back. Right? However that may be. Right. Don't think of God as you got to take control of somebody's life and be no fucking safe. Again, sometimes God is sitting down, shutting the fuck up, and just listening to people. Um, because that's my that might be what they need. Right. I would like to add one more to that. And maybe you weren't thinking of it, but I'll say love somebody enough to leave. Because sometimes, no matter how much help you think you're giving and providing for being there, in some way, shape, or form, you're detrimental in your absence can be the change that that person needs in their life. Because just because you love them and you want to be the one to help and save and change them doesn't mean they need you there for that change. Sometimes they need you to leave in order to see it. Love from, from a distance. Mm-hmm. And when somebody shows you who they are again, I'm going to pull leave. my aunt, aunt mm. Morrison before we step out of here. Believe them the first time. You don't need people to show you two or three times who they are um, because they've shown you already. Um, so again, love on you folks. Don't love them to death. Um, and like B said, man, love yourself. So it's another week of the real spill with your boy C. And it's your boy B. And uh, we'll see y'all next week to talk about, yo, what happens after you've been recruited and you are now able to be commodified as a black athlete. See y'all next week. Sir.